Your day just got a whole lot better. You're listening to the Mutual Audio Drama Network. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that all children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. All Better Audio. We're not just good. We're all better. Attention! This is a production from the 4077. Making audio sound all better. But that is all. All Better Audio in association with the 4077 presents Victoria, Empress of the Universe Episode 4, The Empty Spaceship Written and produced by Victor Aurelius The sheer reality of Sherlock Holmes having died from a poisoning, apparently meant for the Martian Queen as an assassination attempt, is difficult to accept. Of all the adventures I've had throughout the years with my late friend, the near-death encounters, and Holmes' own falsified accidents and deaths, this is still shocking, humbling, and is truly the darkest time in my life. It has been less than two days since Holmes' body was taken to the crypt of Kargru, the cave in a valley north of the Martian palace, so that his soul, or inner fire, as the Martians believe, can escape after three days. The Britannia is being repaired by the Queen's own engineers. From what I understand from Lieutenant Booth, one of the crew who has taken me into his confidence, as well as having become a formidable chess opponent, and my recent discovery of his being a fellow whiskey enthusiast. The Martian Queen has decided to allow further improvements to the Britannia. This is odd, because Prince Victor's disappearance is now being blamed on Mycroft, Sherlock's brother, since he was the last known visitor to meet with the Prince. Mycroft is currently being interrogated by the Queen. But why would the Martian Queen simply give priceless technology to the Earth when... Come... Dr. Watson, I've come to see if you would like to join Captain Bowman, Dr. Heath, and the bridge crew in a game of poker this evening. I understand that the captain has a bottle of rare single malt whiskey he's been saving for a special occasion. Well, thank you, Lieutenant. Perhaps that would be helpful in lifting my spirits. What time am I to be expected? We will be convening in about an hour, Dr. Watson, if that's acceptable. Indeed it is. Perhaps I can regale the group with some tales of my adventures with... <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I do understand, Doctor. We're all in shock over losing the great Sherlock Holmes. We all knew that you two were inseparable. It must be difficult. But perhaps this is exactly the thing you need to get out and take your mind off of things. Correct, my friend. I will be there. Thank you for the invitation. Any time, Doctor Watson. John. You may call me John. 
Fair enough, it's John then. See you in an hour, sir. John. Library? Are you there? I am always available for your informational needs, Dr. John Watson. Can you... Uh, uh, retrieve information from the Earth? Uh, more specifically, news from London? One moment. Accessing. Accessing. I have found several London newspaper reports that are pertinent to recent events. And this. Where London police have been unable to explain the recent sightings of the vigilante whom witnesses have dubbed the man in the iron suit. And in the United States, talks have stalled once again as several states have threatened a second American civil war. President Benjamin Harrison was quoted as saying, This nation shall not be divided again by war. The leader of the new confederacy, who has yet to reveal his identity, had this to say. The skies will rain down hellfire upon those who have brought this country to ruin. As the dark moon rises, the light of truth will burn those who oppose us. Sounds like trouble brewing across the pond, eh, what? Sadly, only recently we mourned the death of Lord Paddington, whose tragic death on Mars was being investigated by the great Sherlock Holmes. We received news that Sherlock Holmes himself has died. Detailed information is being withheld by Queen Victoria at the moment, but Her Majesty does inform us... Library? What, what am I listening to? A private intergovernment radio broadcast exclusively for the Queen, the Prime Minister, Parliament, military intelligence, and... Stop! I've heard enough. You've probably involved me in a treasonous act, you mechanical-minded fool. As you wish. I hope that Mycroft is making progress with the Martian Queen. We really need some good news. Mycroft, I'm so sorry for the loss of your brother. Sherlock was a credit to your race. I will be signing a treaty with the bird people today. We are lucky that they accepted his death as a sacrifice demanded by our laws. Thank you, your most radiant majesty. And yes, I too am pleased that a war is being averted. Have your security officers ascertained how the Daruk Essence got into your wine bottle? No, they have not. I fear there may be sinister forces at work within my palace. Those who are conspiring against me. But from what I understand, you are universally loved by all the peoples of Mars. If only that were true. There's a growing opinion that my allowing Martian technology to go freely to the Earth is a mistake. But your majesty, we know that is not the case. Lord Parrington was the first step in creating an alliance with Earth. Your Queen Victoria wishes to build a great space armada, and we are more than happy to assist. She knows, as do I, that dark days are ahead for both of our worlds. Space pirate activity has increased. One of their ships assisted Baron Clutton to escape the Britannia. Tell me, 
How did he escape? He was aided by some sort of relocating teleportation device. It's as I feared. That was technology from Venus. But even their scientists did not create it. Can I be candid, Your Majesty? Of course. We both know that there are other forces at work in our solar system. But since your security is, um, how shall I say, um, untrustworthy at the present time, I think we should delay this conversation and its details. Agreed. <laughs> a pair of tens and a pair of lovely ladies, gentlemen. Two queens and two tens, eh, Captain? <laughs> that is good. But I believe that four of a kind beats that. Four deuces. <laughs> you win again, Dr. Watson. Well played. Aye, your third win this evening, Doctor. It's my deal, isn't it? Uh, yes, Commander. More whiskey, Doctor. Are you sure he should... Purely for medical purposes. Here you are, Dr. Watson. Oh, don't, don't mind if I do. Oh, oops. Oh, my chips seem to have abandoned me. Here, allow me. Oh, clumsy of me. No problem, it happens. Here you go, Doctor. Thank you, my lad. Gentlemen, to the late, great Sherlock Holmes. To Holmes. <laughs> what is it, Doctor? <laughs> Holmes never lost a game of chance, you know. <sighs> he had a little trick. He taught it to me. <laughs> he called it counting cards. <laughs> well, I'm taking back my money. How about you, lads? Aye, aye. Fifty of that is mine. Look, he was hiding cards too. Gentlemen, take off his trousers. Nice money clip. Where? 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 Where am I? Oh, I feel so drained. You are safe and unharmed, Prince Victor. Who? Who are you? Where are you? You've known me as two friendly faces. I have. You knew me on the Britannia as Dr. Neville Heath. And you also knew me as the Royal Prison Guard in the palace. I take it that in actuality you are neither of these men? They are both... forms that I created. The Royal Guard is a form I use in the Martian Palace. Dr. Heath is a form I use to travel to Earth and search for others of my kind. I have many other forms. And... Are you a friend to Mars 
and to Earth? <laughs> I am neither a friend nor an enemy. I am, however, a benevolent... A benevolent... what? That's a bit hard to explain. There is no word for it. But this is my true form. Ah! Oh, I... I... I see you as a... disembodied glowing red light. No one has seen my true form since before Mars and Earth were habitable. I assure you that I am here to help. I suppose that if you were going to harm me, you would have done so by now. So I will take you at your word. I appreciate your candor. What do I call you? Oh my. Another difficult question. Hmm. There's so many names that have been used. But none of them are remotely close to being correct. Your companion, Sherlock Holmes, was the one human who was close to the correct answer. He saw similarity between Tyr on Earth and Tyros here on Mars. But even that doesn't explain everything there is about... me. <laughs> What's so amusing? That was the first time I'd ever referred to my true self as... me. I am not a singular life form. I am currently in several places at once. Although it's quite possible that I am the last of my kind. This sounds... Complicated. Hmm. I suppose it is. Come on, lads. Lift with your legs. Oh, he's heavier than he looks. Place him gently on the bed. Oh. Another round of drinks, all round and round. <laughs> yes, Dr. Now. Watson, you just get some rest. Tomorrow is the celebration of Sherlock Holmes' life. Now, you don't want to miss that. Yes, indeed. Are you coming, Dr. Heath? I'll be along in a moment. Rest well, my friend. And dream. Mm. Yes. Mm. Dream. Hello? Where am I? The crypt of Ka'ak Gru. The Lord works in mysterious ways. I am here, sir. Who are you? Sherlock Holmes and... Uh, I see you brought... A complete English breakfast with you. Why, yes, I do this every morning. I serve the Lord. He says it is civilized. And uh, how, if I may inquire, do you serve the Lord? 
He is my shepherd. He is the light. He is the promised one who has returned. We must all rejoice in the name of the Lord. Let us pray in the manner the earth missionaries taught me. Earth missionaries? They arrived on the Britannia's first visit. They brought Bibles and taught us about the glory of the Lord, and that if we did not serve the Lord, we would be damned to hell. That sounded so very unpleasant. Indeed. But you haven't answered my original question, my mechanical friend. How do you serve the Lord? I serve from the left, and clear from the right. That is how he taught me. It is proper to do so. I'm a bit confused. I don't know where I am, nor how I arrived here. Perhaps the Lord can answer your questions. He is expecting his breakfast. I'm sorry. Uh, what did you say? Please follow me, Sherlock Holmes, and I shall take you before the Lord. Do you think the Lord would mind if I um, ate one of his scones? I'm frightfully peckish. As the Lord said, for I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. Oh, thank you. Oh, oh that jam looks lovely too. Thank you, Sherlock Holmes. I made it myself. Please, follow me. I, um, never did ask your name, my gastronomic friend. I am a domestic robot. I worked in the palace kitchen until I became obsolete. My designation was Robot Second Class Domestic Unit 2. That's a bit much, don't you think? Perhaps I could call you, um, uh... R2D um, Unit 2 to save time. Or you could call me Clancy. That's what the Lord calls me. Just like in 1 Corinthians, when Saul throws off his name and becomes Paul, I too. Clancy it is. Admiral, I may have found a way for you to destroy the Martian Queen's rule over this planet. that Sherlock Holmes is dead. He was a superior example of human evolution. But his death has averted conflict between our two races. Peace is preferable to war, especially in these uncertain times. I agree. Mars cannot endure another conflict between our races. The last war nearly destroyed our planet. The thousand years of peace was mutually beneficial. And now that the Earth has become technologically advanced, Mars and Earth can properly defend against any outside aggression. Human space pirates have been sighted near the sacred egg chambers on Deimos. Their weapons have become more and more advanced as of late. I was aware that human pirates were being armed by Venus, but even Venus would not stoop to an all-out war with Earth. 
and Mars. That would be futile. They are giving weapons to Earthers to persuade their world against Mars. Some of the Earth's leaders assured me that they are simply pirateers and mercenaries. And these pirates are no real threat to anyone. Besides, humans are more likely to be friends with Mars. We breathe oxygen, not acidic vapors. <laughs> Welcome to my home, Sherlock Holmes. Oh my, this is quite um, opulent for a robot's home, Clancy. Nothing is too good for the Lord, sir. I decorated it to make his return comfortable, as I will yours. Return? Yes, return to life. His resurrection as well as yours. I don't know all of the details about your resurrection, but it must be fascinating reading also. When I get back to the palace, I plan to download all of the Sherlock Holmes stories and learn all about your life. Quite. Uh, um, Clancy, I believe that you are laboring under a misconception that, um... Hello? We have a guest! Yes, my lord. He took one of your scones, but he is... Do my eyes deceive me? Are you... are you Sherlock Holmes? I apologize. I should have introduced our guest. Please forgive me, my lord. <laughs> Clancy, you are forgiven. Thank you. Praise be unto you, O lord. I have an idea. Clancy, since we have a guest, perhaps you can go back to the palace kitchen and bring us another full breakfast. And bring some of those little cakes this time. He's quite a pastry chef, you know. Oh, what an excellent idea. I shall return in 30 minutes. He'll be back soon, Mr. Holmes. Please sit. We have a lot to talk about. Indeed we do. My lord. Admiral Chicago. I believe I have found the secret entrance that our spies have told you about. I am tracking a robot. It is returning to the same crevice in the canyon wall. I will activate stealth mode and follow its path. I believe it will take me directly underneath the Martian palace. This is a glorious day for Venus, my son. And our family's legacy. Yes, father. I mean, yes, Admiral. So, let me understand this perfectly, Lord Perrington. Clancy thinks you are the Biblical Lord Jesus Christ. He found me in that cave where you were placed. The Martians believe that the soul, or inner fire, as they call it, leaves the body after three days and then it is safe to perform burial rituals. I had awakened and stumbled out into the canyon. I was met by a most curious mechanical man who asked me my name. I was only half conscious and must have only sputtered out, Lord, and then collapsed. When I finally came to a few days later, that robot had decided that I was THE Lord. I tried to tell him otherwise, but he said that he understood why I needed to keep my identity secret until I could return to Earth in glory. 
The Britannia had launched, leaving you behind. So you have been here all this time? Had you never tried to escape? Uh, I tried one time, but got frightfully lost in the desert. He must know a secret way into the palace. He is only gone for thirty minutes at a time, you understand. He does feed me well. He entertains me, and he's more attentive than my own valet can see. I do not remember your valet returning to Earth, but uh, you, however, did. How did I return to Earth? I've been here on Mars the entire time. Something I had discovered when examining your cadaver. My cadaver? Oh, oh my word. Oh, I know there's got to be some brandy in here someplace. Please explain how I can be in two places at once, Mr. Holmes. You, Lord Paddington, cannot. However, I am sure there is more to the story than we have yet to determine. I have several theories, but nothing concrete yet. Suffice it to say, the body that is lying in Buckingham Palace is not human. When I examined it, I detected the pleasant scent of extract of limes. There's nothing out of the ordinary about that, Mr. Holmes. I liberally use that cologne several times daily. Clancy makes a perfect replica of it for me for my use. Yes, I can detect a slight hint of it now. But how long usually does it retain its full scent? Oh, a few hours. Four or five at the most. Exactly my point. Your, and, and forgive me for saying this, my lord, your body smelled as if it had been recently applied. Whatever could that mean? First of all, your body... Uh, Mr. Holmes, can we stop calling it my body? It is quite unsettling to my nerves. I do apologize, sir. The replicated body did not show any signs of decomposition. It did not smell as though it had been dead for several months. But it did smell a freshly applied extract of limes. I'm sorry. I may be dense, but what does all that mean? It was a replica of you. A perfect replica. Too perfect. Whoever copied your likeness was too precise. Oh dear. So, everyone believes me to be dead? Even my wife? I'm afraid so. I brought those delectable cakes you like so much, my lord. And while I was in the palace kitchen, I managed to download all of your adventures, Sherlock Holmes. Most enjoyable reading. Oh, thank you, Clancy. But we must eat quickly. Why is that, Sherlock Holmes? The Lord must fulfill his destiny. For I am the prophet of the Lord, and I say unto you, the Lord and his servant Clancy shall meet with the Queen of Mars, and they will bring peace to the universe. We uh, will? You will.
Praise the Lord. We must hurry. I didn't know I was part of a prophecy. Ooh, this is so exciting. of the Universe, Episode 4, The Empty Spaceship, was written, directed, and produced by Victor Aurelius. Featured in the cast were Ellie Hirschman as Dr. John Watson, Matt Weller as Lieutenant Booth, Barry Moffat as the Martian Library, Victor Aurelius as the Military Intelligence Officer, Matthew Turner as Leader X, Lisa Dyer Cross as Queen Zynea, Jeff Niles as Mycroft Holmes, Joel Nisbet as Captain Marcus Bowman. Michael Breckenridge as Commander York, Victor Aurelius as Lieutenant Fox, Alex Gilmore as Dr. Neville Heath, Brian Reed as Prince Victor Edward Albert, Chris Scott Marcellus as the voice of Tyros, Jeff Niles as Sherlock Holmes, Jonathan Patrick Russell as Clancy the Robot, Ellie Hirschman as the Venusian Scout, Victor Aurelius as Admiral Shakar, Rachel Rumler as G7B, and Matthew Turner as Lord Paddington. Music by Kevin McLeod. Sound design by Victor Aurelius. Copyright the 4077th and All Better Audio, 2014. This has been an All Better Audio production. This production was stitched together by, by the 4077. Make the audio, audio sound, sound all better. Just in time for the holidays. Everything old is new again. Repellent Pictures, the studio that brought you Santa Claus vs. the Mullahs, proudly presents a retelling of the classic Frank Capra picture, It's a Wonderful Life. Let's go back to sleepy, tiny Bedford Falls, home of hard-working George Bailey, played by James Stewart, and money-grubbing old miser Mr. Potter, portrayed by Lionel Barrymore. Just remember this, Mr. Potter, that this rabble you're talking about, they do most of the working and paying and living and dying in this community. People were human beings to my father, but to you, a warped, frustrated old man, 
their cattle. Well, in my book, he died a much richer man than you'll ever be. I'm not interested in your book. I'm talking about the building and loan. I know very well what you're talking about. You're talking about something you can't get your fingers on, and it's galling you. That's what you're talking about, I know. Well, I've said too much. I... You're the board here. You do what you want with this thing. Just one more thing, though. What? This! Don't miss this heartfelt, heartwarming, heart-pounding Christmas tale. Frank Capra's It's a Wonderful Life. Sentence. Now playing at all fine cinemas. And released by... Repellent Pictures.